Hello and welcome back to the We Are Geeks show! Hello! Episode 110, the number one entertainment podcast recorded live in this room. Haven't said that in a long time. Oh, feels good. <laughs> I, well, we have two thirds of our original crew from way back in episode one. Me, Al White, and Alexander Chad. I'm still here. And then this little leech, Alison Holland. <laughs> <laughs> Are we still the number one podcast recorded in this room? We are still. Well, no, that's actually not true, is it? The horror show does better than this. Fuck! Aren't you glad I you thought brought I the had a bulletproof along. intro. <laughs> oh, that's painful to realize. We're we number one ourselves. entertainment mm. show yeah. recorded in this room. You don't think the other ones are entertaining? <laughs> no. Have you listened to them? <laughs> <laughs> are you shitting me? Um, so if you're listening to us, you might know us now for a horror show. Every single week, we take you for another installment of the classic retrospective horror franchise. Wow. You've said that one. I have said that a couple of times. But this is the original, guys. Yeah. Uh, but it's not because we're not doing original format. No. Original format, we have Nate's Blowdown. Nate's Blowdown. It's getting blowy. Yeah. Chris Pratt, can you give me some money? Chris Pratt, can you give us some money? Which was the weekly uh, releases. Yep. Yep. Of movies, games, TV shows, blu-rays yeah we'd cover topical games couple movies all that got thrown out because people just weren't listening as much people like the horror shows more do that that's fine seattle's ringing me probably godzilla <laughs> let's just ignore <laughs> that and hope it goes away um what was the episode we were just tuning into i'm um, dick shark dick shark episode everyone should go back to episode was that 16? 18 Eight- i think what you send me a text oh wait my phone's in the other room hang on hang on i can get it um up. i can get no, it maybe 18 that's that's very early promise but no, it was proper it old was, school it was pretty old school. uh nate um nicola was nicola was in it yeah it's the first one because then ali something in the background she said it was just after you start working together i think that was technically my first day with you but nicola was in town so we went to the getty and then i came here to watch you guys record who wouldn't so want to work with the me. first time i met you too yeah Wow, episode 32, Cloverfield, The Division, and Dick Shark. Everyone should go and listen to episode 32 because I was listening to it and you know what? Uh, well, despite the fact that compression settings weren't there, so it's really mm. quiet in places. You can't hear half what I'm saying. Um, Nate is hilarious. Nate is fucking <laughs> so funny. I miss that boy. So funny. R.I.P. Uh, Nate. Funny. Uh, Who killed yeah. him? Alex, did you kill him? Who knows? Nobody knows. I think Justin and him died in a blood battle between each other because <laughs> neither <laughs> have been there for a while. Yeah. Um, anyway, what we're we doing? We're here to talk about Endgame. If you, you, I mean, in all honesty, we're probably going to hashtag Endgame in this on Twitter or whatever. We're going to get listeners who've never heard us before. And that's the fucking, <laughs> that's the first <laughs> time they realize who we are. Yeah. Um, so yeah, head on out to weirdgeeks.com. Weirdgeeks.com. It's all about to be revamped, but you can still use it right now just to go and to patch through to our iTunes. Subscribe and rate to us. Uh, rate to us. Subscribe and rate us. Yep. We don't do any patrons. We don't do any banner ads. We're not going to try and sell you any dog food and dog collars. That was true. We won't. Um, cause, cause, or what about dog collars that go on your wrist? Like, yep. Like, like back in the 2000s. Yeah. Used to wear those. Yeah. Christina used to wear those. As established on the I'll Always Know What You Did last summer episode mm-hmm. that just went up. Enjoy that or about to go up. Enjoy um, the podcast. Don't need to watch the movie. Responsibly. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, what else can you do? Yeah, you can also email us through weirdgeeks.com or just by typing in uh, mail at weirdgeeks.com. Hopefully, if things have been going wrong with that email address, we're trying to get it sorted. Are we on that? Yep. Texted him today. We're on I haven't it. heard back. He's like, it's a nightmare. The he internet's hasn't got the down. email. 
<laughs> yes. I texted him. Oh, oh, he hasn't, he hasn't answered any of my past messages. Ah, come on, buddy. Uh, you can also email us some fuck you at weirdgeeks.com. Um, and we're a production company called We Are Tessellate, run out of London, LA, and Tokyo. And we just made a first feature film called Starfish. And you can find out all about it by going to starfishmixtape.com, see if it's playing at a theater near you, or how to purchase it in legal avenues, which we would appreciate. Please keep it legal. That's the only way you can support us. Um, all right, guys, we're here to talk about Endgame. Now, we haven't structured this one. This is what we call a fireside chat. We're just going to hang out. Normally Spoiler just heavy. Absolute spoilers. If you haven't seen Endgame yet, <laughs> probably just leave. Just leave everything, <laughs> leave not just this podcast. The earth. Life. Yes. Take well, off. Calm down, Al. <laughs> no suicide. <laughs> but feel free to leave the country. Um, because we're going to be spoiling everything. But we're not going to do a proper structure. This isn't like a... We're not fucking running through this opus. We're just going to shoot crazy. You might remember when we did an Infinity War podcast. We came back that night from like a midnight showing. I was in UK. I had Lee and Haruka with me. I think just them. And we talked for about an hour. Just our initial feelings. Which immediately they were coming straight off of it. So fresh. We were a couple of days away from it. Mm-hmm. We thought we'd leave it until people had had a bit of time to digest. Um, and then we'll, we'll do a proper one at some point. I'm sure. Full scene by scene breakdown. Because me and Alex <laughs> want to one day do a Spider-Man retrospective, mm-hmm. and that will have to cover Civil War, Infinity yeah. War, Endgame. Yeah. So, uh, and we're about to go watch Homecoming after this. Yeah. So I'm excited. Basically. Sorry, Homecoming. I thought we were watching Spider-Man Three. <laughs> we can watch. Spider-Man. We can do that. Too. I'm out. <laughs> um, this movie. So first of all, I guess for if people are new to us, Alex, the MCU. Give us a couple of your favorites and a couple of your least favorites. Uh, absolute favorite, Winter Soldier. Are you smoking because you're about to see The Incredible Hulk? <laughs> I really love The Incredible Hulk. <laughs> when did you last see it? Uh, I watched the trailer for it recently. <laughs> I haven't seen the movie in a long time. Well, maybe not a long time. A few years. A couple years. Um, love Guardians. Um, watched Guardians 2 the other day, actually. Still love it. Not as, nowhere yeah. as good as the first one. How is the um, end of that? Because I'm about to return to that one. It's the only, only one that I haven't been back to recently. And I remember the ending was just like a big CGI mess. Yeah. My issue with Guardians 2 was that... The thing I loved about the first one was that... For me, it was it felt like the Star Wars film I'd always wanted to see. Um, and this was before they had sort of been rebooted with J.J. Abrams and stuff in Force Awakens. So, you know, it was like compared to the prequel star wars films where it was all green screen cgi guardians had like practical sets and uh costumes and it was like a really good balance and mix guardians 2 for me it's like there's so much cgi and green screening that it loses a bit of that magic but the characters are great i love them um yes yeah, so those are probably some of my favorites what else do i like what's your least favorites infinity war uh least favorite iron man 3 oh, you fucking asshole. <laughs> <laughs> um uh, going through the list, I haven't got through any of the Thor films, except yeah. Ragnarok. Yeah, I was gonna say, come on. No, so I've like <laughs> I've watched half or like bits and pieces of the first one and the second one, and just never been able to get through them. That's understandable. Um, but loved Ragnarok. Yeah, actually, that I really loved Ragnarok. Yeah. Um, what else is least favorite? What else? There's so many now. I'm just gonna, yeah, Ali, you've got any? <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I, Iron Man 2. Oh, interesting. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Basically, all the Iron Mans. Sorry. Uh, I haven't seen any of the Iron Man movies. I hear I need to watch the first one, says Sean. People um, love that movie. Yeah. 
I came coming into Infinity War. I had only seen the Guardians movies. I watched Thor Ragnarok like in preparation, so I knew who at least one more of the characters was. Spider-Man: Homecoming, uh, and Black Panther. I think that's all I had seen. Did you see Civil War? No. No, it still hasn't. We did so, Winter Soldier. Yeah. We were going to do Civil War, but ran out of time, and my projector broke. But now it's up and running. So, so we'll, I hadn't we'll seen that. any Iron Man movies, any Captain America movies, any Doctor Strange. Uh, yeah, I mean, you've seen else? a lot of the recent ones, basically, like Black Panther and Spider-Man, Infinity War, and you know, Winter Soldier, and Ragnarok, and Guardians, and yeah, it's just like the first couple of phases. You're not so much. so no Incredible Hulk then. No, I have not seen Incredible Hulk. Trust me, that's a good film. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. I would say my favorites are Guardians, Ragnarok, and Homecoming. Interesting. Al, you. Um, well, so I'm actually, yeah, I have a, a comprehensive list with mm. scores because I watched them all back to back last year in a run up to Infinity War, and then I watched a bunch in a run up to this, but not all of them. Um, Top and, three, bottom three. I love that game. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> again, not including obviously Endgame. My bottom three: Thor: The Dark World at 21 with 3.5 out of 10. Uh, Thor at 20 with 4.5 out of 10, and at 19, Ant Man and the Wasp with 5 out of 10. Wow. That's really low. Um, no, but this is the thing. It's like, other than those two Thors, and I, this is me, like, I judge them all against each other. Yeah, and yeah. when you're watching back to back, it's like, I will still watch all of those. The Dark World's tough to get through. I can still watch First Thor. There's things in there I enjoy. Ant-Man and Wasp, I can still watch. It's fluffy, you know? It's mm. fine. Five is not bad. Yeah, like, yeah. I have, like, I have a ra- my rating scale is zero is one of the worst films ever. One is a film so bad, it has ba- barely any merit. Two is a terrible film. Three is a bad film. Four is a disappointing film, but it could be worse. Five is adequate. If you're a fan of the genre, then maybe this will work for you. Six is a good film. If you're a fan of the genre, then you'll enjoy something here. Seven is a very good film that has numerous attributes of note. Eight is an excellent film that has a few flaws. Nine is an incredible film, close to true greatness. Ten is a masterpiece, one of the greatest films of all time. Do you have any tens in your list? For MCU? Yeah. No. What's the highest? The highest I've got, I've got three nines at the top. Okay. Uh, So my three nines are Spider-Man Homecoming at number three. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy number two Goodness. and Infinity War just at number one now to be oh, clear where, Guardians, is, where is Winter Soldier Winter Soldier's number four with 8.5 interesting because the ending really does let me down with that film like when we were rewatching the other day I was reminded of the first half of Winter Soldier for me is always this is the best one yeah. and then I get to the second half I'm like uh, it's like it's still enjoyable mm-hmm. but nowhere near as good as that first half yeah um, whereas Homecoming for me like it's got dips here and there but it's like it's solid Guardians is just like a fucking joy yeah but there are a couple of dips realistically. I think it's slightly over-romanticized just how good it is, but it is wonderful. And Infinity War is not my kind of movie. I said that before. Like, I don't like space. I don't like loads of characters, all that craziness, so much CGI going on. And emotionally, well, not emotionally even. I don't know. Like, Guardians is more my type of thing because it feels a bit more practical. Yeah. But Infinity War is just like, it's just magnificent. Like, I don't know how often I've had that feeling. And that ending is perfect for me. Like, that ending is just, oh, hits me every time. Yeah. And I love it. Um, so yeah with that in mind because I feel like most people like Craig just put up his list on for our Facebook our, mm-hmm. our critic friend from Canada and we have a lot of stuff that's actually similar and then there's some stuff that's just wildly just like can't I can't believe it but it yeah. tends to be the comedy stuff yeah, you know yeah. it's like when it's Ragnarok Homecoming yeah, he, he had Ragnarok pretty low down his list really, really low yeah, like his... Li- I don't want to out <laughs> Craig. <laughs> but he put shit. it out on a public forum. So I think we're not talking shit about it. It's his opinion. That's fine. It's fine. 
but it's just but that's what i find interesting about the mcu it's like people can have such radically different interpretations of it even when you see i die on a whole bunch because i think his top three was winter soldier guardians and i can't remember the third but I remember looking at it, I was like, oh, I think that's my top three. Here it is. Yeah, I mean, that's what I mean. It's like, yeah, so his number one is Winter Soldier. It's like, great choice. Like, it's my, my forward number still. Mm-hmm. Uh, Guns Galaxy 1, Volume 1, great choice. Captain America, the first Avengers, number three. Ooh, Interesting yeah. choice. Uh, Captain America, we're just running down your list now, buddy. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Captain America, Civil War, as his number four. Like, it's a totally decent film. Like, I can, I can get why people love these. Then Ian Iron Man at number five. Black Panther at number six. So I don't personally agree with Thor. For him, is at number seven. Which I'm like, that's where I'm like, okay, that's kind of crazy. Ant-Man is at number eight. Infinity War is underneath Thor. <laughs> which I'm like, I don't comprehend how that happens. Uh, and then Avengers, Doctor Strange, Endgame, he's got after that. Which is low. Iron Man 3, The Incredible Hulk, number 14. Just Thank above you. Guardians 2. Thor Ragnarok at 16, under all of that. Um, Avengers Ultron after that. Ant-Man and the Wasp after that. Homecoming at 19. Like, he really... And again, his review is still pretty positive. Like, it's more of a testament to the quality of all of it. But like that low. Captain Marvel at 20. Iron Man at 2. Sorry, Iron Man 2 at 21. And Thor The Dark World is kind of everyone's least favorite. <laughs> so, yeah. But that's what I love about it. It's like such a mix of how people interpret these films and what you find that appeals to you out of them. You know. Mm-hmm. And I am interested after these movies. How do you go back? You know, like, fuck. After this movie, after Endgame. I think how quaint Iron Man 1 feels. Yeah, yeah. And I miss that. Like, I miss the smaller scale. So I'm excited for that. But yeah, we all went to the first screening we could go to, which was on the Thursday night. It launched in America. We didn't get midnight screenings here in America. UK did the night before. And with the eight hour difference, that was quite infuriating because it meant good 24 hours, really. Mm-hmm. Um, but it used to be every Marvel movie was a week early in the UK, which was weird. Now they're not, at least. Uh, we went 8 p.m to uh to a screening near us i was about to give the address but it doesn't matter we, we don't live there um <laughs> so a screening in la we went a big well fairly big group of us like eight of us um big screen it wasn't an xd screen or an imax screen or anything but it was a big it was a really nice system mm-hmm. it was quiet i will say that technically that speaker system sounded really quiet quiet and also i mean there was a lot of cheering and yeah a lot of, yeah was the twofer made it a bit difficult in yeah. places um it was packed a little swig of the root beer. <laughs> um, it was packed. It was. Um, I'm enjoying not having to like care. We just take our time with this one. It was a fucking rowdy audience, which one hand I love because I just love being around the fans. I'm like, we're obviously, we were obviously one of them, eight of them, whatever. None of them cheered for the Star Wars trailer. I just <laughs> just like that. Woo! Yeah, I cheered it. Gave it a bit of a clap. Thought the crowd would join in. Wrong people crap. people were screaming though in this movie like yeah. it was and audible gasps all the way through that first hour yeah. of stuff like it was kind of entertaining but it also meant you couldn't hear about 25 percent of the dialogue <laughs> on screen yeah um, and it made it made for a different sort of viewing experience i think as far as how you engaged with it because it was easy you you naturally just kind of get caught up in the kind of collective energy of everyone which wasn't a bad thing but it certainly you know yeah could can could shade how you view it i think that's why we all want to see it again yeah i cannot wait to see it again honestly i'm so excited to see it again and mm. see it in a quiet cinema middle of the day or something yeah you know, in midweek um were you alex how amped were you coming in um i was really really pumped i had managed to sort of i think 
avoid most of the trailers. I think the last big one I watched... But they were really great. Well, you convinced me to. I mean, the only real trailer it had was one you convinced me to watch. Yeah, and you're right. Like most of it's in, and it's in the first half hour of the movie. Most shots. Yeah, so. they were really clever with what they revealed in the trailers. Um, I didn't watch any of the TV spots, but yeah, very very pumped. Bethany and I had gone back and watched Infinity War, maybe a few weeks earlier, um, and love that film. Like it's such a great film. Um, so we're very pumped going into this and how it would all end game as i kept saying on the way to the cinema much to my wife's annoyance (laughs) (laughs) alec were you pumped at all i was very excited not quite as pumped as the rest of the theater just because i'm less familiar with it growing up um i have this weird anxiety with things like opening night showings so we were like just we had time but we were in the restaurant below the theater and i was just like watching everybody pull out their, you know, CVS receipt, long list of tickets that they had reserved for their friends. I started getting really anxious, like wanting to just go get settled. And that's just a little peek into my brain. No, no, I'm saying I freak out. Like we purposely left it out. We decided not to watch Infinity War in the lead up, didn't we? And we'd all go separately because I was so panicky about, no, we have to be there early. So we watched the ending to Infinity War just to get that. And then we left like hours before thing. We're going to Dave and Buster's and hang out, play some video games and eat. Traffic was a fucking nightmare, even though it was technically on like 15 minutes away. It took us much longer. And then the, the car park, when you went there, it was telling you to go a certain way because it was already full. It was crazy. Because of people going to Endgame. So they were pushing people into the monthly car parking slots. And I missed that turning, turned into the regular beer, which I think you guys did as well. Didn't you? Yeah. We went, went all the, the way to the top, top fucking down. nothing. We kept seeing dozens of cars driving down going, I hope they're leaving. <laughs> but the look <laughs> on their faces was no. We then waited for 10 minutes for someone to leave because they got in the car and the little they going to leave and then they didn't. They were just on their phone for ages. And then we left and then eventually, yeah, got parking. And then we were in a rush to get in and get the ticket. And I'm always worried the tickets didn't work for some reason and just, oh stresses me out so we're pretty stressed going in i wanted to be like i was trying to be as peaceful as possible yeah projector didn't work we didn't get to watch the films we wanted to beforehand it was a fucking nightmare getting there um and just to say like i don't want to get into this topic at all but yeah was it last night no night before last night i think hopefully it's turned out to be nothing but it was actually a gun scare in that cinema um, at an end game showing and everybody left like ran out of the theater began. There, were, there were eight calls of a gunshot going off in in a theater like next to our theater that we watched that same in, night in, no no like two nights later watching right. end game at like the midnight screening um there's like some twitter accounts that i follow where they talk about this stuff but they slightly you know purport like okay these are the phone calls that came in which they did come in but then police went there and said they found nothing or of disturbance and then i eventually found some other people commented said like i was there that night and we're not really sure what happened but I didn't hear any gunshots go off, but everyone did end up like running like out of the place. Something had happened, but but I don't know. But the fact that you can read something like that, and like, I was like in tears for about an hour with Katie, just in terms not because of that necessarily, but just like if you see that in England, you would just be like, oh, some kids hoaxed. Yeah. You wouldn't even consider that it could actually be real. Yeah. And the fact that you have to think, how much do we really want to see Endgame? Mm-hmm. It's just ridiculous. But anyway, that's a separate thing. But yeah. I hadn't told you guys about that. So, um. That's the world we live in. Endgame. <laughs> no, I was insane. I mean, insanely pumped. I've just come off the back of like doing, been very lucky in doing a month and a half of that film, doing Q&As. And nearly in every q and I brought up Endgame and brought up, tried to get people talking about what they thought was going to happen. I was Wait, like, you giving, would bring it up in the q and Yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it. Um, 
and yeah trying to get people like it became like a running theme of our q a's was talking about endgame and then me sitting down with people and talking about what i wanted and i would pitch my ending to them and i'm so fucking happy <laughs> because and i've been quiet about this but like because you can't talk about online i don't want to spoil things for people but like five of my main predictions that i kind of was saying along the q a came true so uh number one starkey dies had to happen you gotta set up peter parker's yep. thing it was like preempted in age of ultron like all that stuff Number two, Cap was going to get pushed back into his time, which did happen. Uh, it didn't end in quite a way. I really like that one thing I sent to everyone was I wanted the last shot to be him and Peggy together and her looking up from the dinner that the date they were meant to have. It wasn't that, but it was 100% him and Peggy together at the end. Mm-hmm. So that made me so happy. And I've had a bunch of people text me since and tweet at me to go like, like you fucking called it. Um, we had, yeah, the time travel going back into the old films, which I think like, you know, there were a lot of rumors about that. And that was one that I thought made, made the most sense. I also predicted that Thanos would die in the first half an hour of the movie and it wouldn't be about him, which happens, but, but <laughs> then it is about him again later. Yeah. So we'll get to that in a minute. And then there was something else. I can't remember. There was like a fifth one. So I was like both like, what I loved about Infinity War is that they defied oh, my... Yeah. The Hulk thing. He returned to Hulk and stay as Hulk basically. Yeah. But I didn't think you'd get stuck in that weird sort of mid... In between Hulk. <laughs> hybrid Hulk. Yeah. Um, I loved with Infinity War that they defied my expectations. With this one... They kind of more lived up to. This is what I'm expecting. I guess I didn't expect them to have the balls to do all that stuff, but they did do it. Yeah. And that made me very happy. But at the same time, I was like, would have been cool if there's something you couldn't even imagine, you know? But how much can you really ask? It's like when you get Grand Theft Auto V and you're pissed off you can't drive that one thing, you know, that, like a blimp or something. Mm-hmm. Like, we gave you everything. Yeah, and you're yeah. upset about that one thing. Uh, but I was insanely pumped. Um, and it kind of, it was weird. Cause it just like dead, it just drops you straight into it. Like, no one knew it started. You remember when yeah, it, like, that was that was yeah. yeah, that was crazy. I, and I really loved that, that yeah. it sort of, we had all the previews. And then it even, di- it didn't even feel like the house lights went down right away. I actually it, threw my arms up on. and a bunch of other people were like, oh, not a fucking trailer because it just looked like him yeah. some other bullshit. And yeah. then you're like, oh, it's Hawkeye. <laughs> I'm paying attention. So and I, I hadn't seen him in any movies, so I genuinely... Didn't was, know what was happening. I didn't know. When I realized it was part of the movie, I was like, oh, that's nice. They're showing like, what like this happened to regular humans too right and then later on he came, right. i was like oh he's, he's one of them <laughs> and i leaned over to sean and was like who is that and he was like an avenger <laughs> was like, oh that's his name thank you <laughs> i mean his name's clint um how did you find it then because he's kind of a running joke a bit well so i remember we were talking about him before even going to the movie mm. but as i've mentioned on this podcast before i am the worst with names unless i meet you in person okay so i'll know a name and know that it's a famous person but not put the face to the name so when i saw his face i was like that's a famous person and i didn't put together that that's who we were talking about right right, right. jeremy Renner. but did you like him off the basis of this film or does he still seem silly to you he's fine he didn't seem silly i imagine he's probably sillier in other movies it's just because he's trying very hard and they normally don't give him much to do I to, will to say, be fair this is the the most i've liked I agree. Hawkeye and Jeremy Renner's performance. I agree. Um, because I think they do give, because of that intro and that little bit extra that they give him. Yeah. Um, I think it's a lovely intro. It's and, really And we good. are setting up the few. I, I'm not deep cut enough to know all the names because I don't read Marvel that much anymore, but I am aware there's a female Hawkeye. I think his daughter becomes that at some point. Because he calls her that, doesn't he? Yeah. He's like, nice shot, Hawkeye. Yeah. So hopefully she'll yeah. grow up to be that. And we're going to probably move towards, I mean, we'll get to this at the end, but we'll probably move towards a young Avengers in some way because they're setting up a lot of kids. Like teenagers being a new Avenger team, uh. eventually. 
<laughs> no, there are comics of the Young Avengers, and it has a young Hawkeye, I think, and it's got like yeah, young Iron Man and young people. <sighs> Alex is not happy, <laughs> rubbing his legs together like a cricket. <sighs> I okay, so yeah, we don't want to obviously go into every detail, but the first hour of this movie is maybe perfection to me. Like, I fucking loved the first hour. I was right into it. I loved... We're just picking up immediately from that second, but from a different perspective. Yeah. Um, I love seeing... Uh, I forget all the details of it, but, like, the dynamic of how that's happening. And then the skip... Uh, sorry, then them coming up with the plan of, like, what are we going to do? Then Captain Marvel's immediately there. There's no waiting around for it. So that clip isn't really a spoiler from the trailer. It's, like, not immediately she's there. Because that's, like, she's... God, I'm getting, they're all so muddled now. Oh, yeah, it's the end of Captain Marvel. We see her arrive. Well, and that scene wasn't Avengers, even real. Right? But the scene at the end of Captain Marvel is like their pager, something stops going off, and then they turn around and she's there. Yeah. Whereas in this, she arrives differently. Well, she arrives having saved Stark. Yeah. But so, yeah, so I was thinking after the film, had she already... So we see this scene in End of Captain Marvel where she arrives. Does she then go rescue Stark and come back? I don't think so, because they seem to act like they don't really know her. Doesn't she? Yeah, but is and that the, because they don't without really the know stinger, it? The film ends with her in space fighting off the world of spaceships that are shooting at yeah. her. Yeah. So it would make sense that she like stumbles upon Stark already exactly. in space and then they tag along together back. Yeah, maybe. I'd, I'd need to watch that again. Because how would she know to, to like... To I did hear a podcast there. where they explained how she knew exactly where to go for him. Right. So maybe it was something that like she'd been there from that stinger. And then, yeah, they gave her some tracker or some bullshit. I don't know. Mm. But anyway, um, I love all this setup. I love bringing her then straight in. I have problems with Captain Marvel because she is too powerful. So, like, I was like, okay, how interesting is it going to be when you just have a Superman, you know, on your team? And I love that they then come up with this plan and they're all just, like, bitter and just angry. And they're all just like, no, we need to fucking kill Thanos. They get into space so quickly. Like, it's, yeah. like, just a really cool vibe. And I like that we just have the original Avengers and then, was it Rocket? Captain Marvel and Nebula. Nebula. Nebula that's yeah. it. Like, I think that's a nice, interesting dynamic. And then, yeah, I fucking love when we get to the planet where Thanos is just being a farmer, <laughs> doing his thing. And it was annoying because in the cinema, people like laughing at it. And I fucking love it. Yeah, I loved it because it, for me, it, it really carried on those things that we loved about Thanos in the first one, which made him such a complex, layered character because he wasn't just a two-dimensional villain. He had you know, uh, he had sort of debatable reasons for why he wanted to do what he wanted to do. Yeah. And the fact that he had accomplished this and now he was just leaving this, living this solitary simple. life in peace, simple life. Yeah. Like really then feeds back into that. And it's like, yeah, this is fucking cool. Like this is... No. and He, just, he isn't this monster. No. No. And, and that's what, I, again, I love about Thanos. Like it should be complicated. And the ethics of it is it does change. It's like Captain America in Infinity War. He's like, we don't trade lives for lives. And mm-hmm. in this film, it's whatever it takes. You yeah. know, there is like a weird ethical swap that happens. Yeah. And by the end of the movie, you know, they kill out half of like all of his people. Like, mm-hmm. and that there's still life, you know, just because they're the baddies. And we'll get to like to that stuff. But I do think it brings up interesting stuff, which I wish they'd line into a bit more of like, well, in order to win, you had to sort of become the bad guys in a yeah. way. Like you had to stop caring about who lives and dies and just do it for the greater good. Mm-hmm. Um, which is an interesting message. Like I love at the end again, you still, you only have a moment again at the end when Thanos realizes, oh, people getting rid of half 
of everything doesn't work because people are too preoccupied with thinking about what they've lost rather yeah. than thinking about what they've gained, which I thought was a wonderful thing to contemplate and spend more time on. But they kind of brush through that. But yeah, we join him here and he's just peaceful doing his thing. And then they just he's, want to take him down. He's scarred and deformed because we found out that he's destroyed the, the, uh, the stones. Yeah, stones. Yeah. Um, which which you know, is, a, is a gimme. Obviously, I use the stones to kill the stones. Like, mm, okay, yeah, <laughs> but fine. Um, yeah, but it's just, it's just, it's great, and I love how they come to kill him and they just kill him, and that's it. I was over the moon, and people are gasping and the cinema because they want that attrition. It's like you're mm-hmm. not going to get it. Yeah, and I was like, yeah, let's not give it to them because it shouldn't be about revenge. It should be about here's something that happened. Someone tried to do something good, but for the wrong in the wrong way. And now you've got to pick up the pieces and how do you do that, you know? Yeah. This was the, this was, so for this film, so you were saying that this film met your expectations, but didn't surprise well, in, you? What was in it? terms of the, not necessarily how good it was going to be, but in terms of what I thought plot devices it would have. Yeah. Like it fulfilled all the plot devices. I was like, oh, it would be cool if they do this, this, and this, and this. Yeah. Whereas with Infinity War, I never guessed that he would get all the stones in Infinity War and that he would actually do it. Right. I didn't ever guess that. I honestly thought we're going to tail into the next film. And he won't get all the stones until this one. Yeah. Yeah, I think for me... And I, think, I guess it was the same with Infinity War. I didn't... Um, I didn't spend time thinking or, or trying to guess what would happen in the, the lead up to the films. Um, but then having seen Infinity War, I guess I had a maybe general expectation of how this would play out. But then with, without, again, spending time being like, oh, I think this will happen, this will happen. So... Th- I felt constantly surprised in this film, which I really enjoyed. And that first moment with Thanos and then getting there so quickly, I hadn't expected. Yeah. Um, and then t- for him to admit that he had destroyed the stones and then for him to just be killed right away, I was like, whoa, this is fucking awesome. And this, so like the whole tone of that opening and just how somber it was and just seeing the, the struggle and grief of all these uh, people, both the heroes and just humans in general Mm -hmm. um it was it was really great it was really great that they that they stuck with that and that they were brave enough to just play that out without feeling like this need to rush into action and you know what i mean like no absolutely absolutely no completely and they and they because when they then get to that bit where they go back and they don't know what to do and then there's five and everyone in the crowd's going oh and then went years and people like (laughs) (laughs) later (laughs) <laughs> and I was just so happy. I was like, oh my God, they're doing everything. Like, that's just yeah. so happy that they're following through. And I was hoping, I was genuinely hoping that's it. Thanos is gone. Where do you go from here? You know, and obviously they're going to bring people back, but like, how do you build that without it? Like, Thanos not mm. being the important thing. Um, and in most things I've read online, even people who love the movie, it's always like, oh, the worst bit about the movie was the beginning. Like, for most people, it's like, it's too slow to get going. But once it gets yeah. going, really? it's great. That's honestly the general oh, consensus. I love that. I love the fact That opening is perfection for me. It's like, <laughs> that's the best bit. Yeah. And then I was so happy because then, the, yeah, Scott Lang turns up and you're like, all right, everything really is going to hinge on that fucking post credit scene in Ant-Man and the Wasp, which mm-hmm. is crazy. But yeah, we're going to use, you know, just uh, fine. Just give them the gimme. Like Tony Stark's got his kid. He's going to invent time travel with this technology that's got sort of come up hypothetically with what they could do with it. Fine, fine. Um, and I was really happy. Cool, they are actually going to go back into the old films. This is amazing. Um, but, and it's not like it's bad or anything, but the tone then completely changes. Then it becomes much more of a comedy. We meet Fat Thor. Oh, yeah. Man. Who still has extremely buff arms. <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's true. 
I, again, I, I'm happy with changing the tone. Ragnarok, I love. Homecoming, I love. Guardians, I love. Comedy in Marvel's fine. Um, but do it for a scene or two. Like, honestly, like, a huge problem I had, and I know Katie had it. She's not here to talk about it, but massive problem I had with this movie, um, and Shannon as well. She really had destroyed the movie a bit for her. Yeah. It was like, you have these serious scenes later on in the movie, like, really good scenes, and he's just there in the background with his fat suit on, and... It's just the way he's dressed and the way he's acting. It's like he's playing it for laughs. And it's like, and people will be laughing in the cinema at these serious scenes. And it's like, do the joke and then move on. Like, just get him to sort it out. Well, it's interesting. I was reading an interview um, with Chris Hemsworth leading up to the release of this. I think so, unless it came out after Ragnarok. But he was talking about how after the second Thor film, he felt really um, tired of that character. And he felt like he didn't, he, he just had no more ideas of where it could go. And he had felt disappointed about how uh, Thor Dark World had turned out and sure. sort of the expectations of what he had going into it. And he's like, it's not the fault of the writers or what happened, but it was just like, he felt like yeah, there was the no right room to play. Mm-hmm. And then he got this room to play in Ragnarok. And mm-hmm. it's clearly like, now nah, it's like, okay, we're going to pull but that. But that's fine. You could still have serious moments in Ragnarok because he looked appropriate. Here, mm. from his hair to his braided, elect- like by electricity, <laughs> braided beard. You can braid yeah. your hair belly. through electricity. You can zap your belly away. Exactly. I was like, fine, do that laugh. That's fine. We get to have fucking Meek back and Korg and that makes me so happy and they're playing Fortnite <laughs> and it's funny. Yeah. Um, and they do the product placement in this movie really well, I feel. But then just get over it. Like do that yeah, joke yeah. and then have him sure just electric have a moment where he has to like realize something and he electrocutes himself back into shape or some bullshit. Because I mean that was that was one of the things that I thought was really great about Infinity War was how they brought all of that those kind of all those films and characters of such different tone and I felt like they got the balance really right yeah. in Infinity War. Watching this coming out of it, I felt the same. I was like, oh, they got it really right. But again, that's why I want to see it in a quiet cinema mm-hmm. because when you're kind of charged by the excitement and the energy of the room yeah 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 it's you're easy to just be like oh great it's like yeah no. this does feel balanced because this is funny and i'm enjoying this and it's a great ride there are definitely three shifts like you got that yeah. opening hour which is somber which i didn't initially expect to be in this movie until those trailers came out and i was like great they're still going to play as somber yeah the second section act which is really yeah, the time traveling Ocean's Eleven, and then that bleeds into what is essentially the Two Towers. Like you have yeah, just the yeah. Lord of the Rings insanity of the battle at the end with the sort of pseudo football game as they're passing the fucking <laughs> glove around. Um, and I and I do feel yeah, that first one for me is perfect. That middle one for me is what I really wanted, and I'm so happy they did it. They don't do everything that I want with it. I wish we'd actually gone literally into every single Marvel movie, just even for a split second, just like yeah. quickly jumping through them. Um, the ones they choose is like you're in for the dark world yeah <laughs> for a big chunk of this movie it's like no one wants to go back to Thor the mm. dark world and even avengers it's like it's not the most interesting one to do you know it's like it's, we've seen the new york battle so many times um but it was, it was still you know i was very happy they did it but it becomes a lot more funny and then you get into the sort of yeah the big battle like the games of thrones the lord of the rings thing at the end and it becomes a huge cgi thing and i think they do it exceptionally well like they do that in a way that i don't think any other directors have yeah. ever done but yeah, I have problems with bringing Thanos back. Huge problems with bringing Thanos back into it. They make him far more evil in this one than he ever was. And was it Katie and Shannon or someone when we came out? Maybe it was you. Someone pointed out to me, yeah, but maybe he just like, you like him after he started on that journey because he starts to become broken inside on that journey. 
and he's less sympathetic beforehand. But it's like, I don't know. I don't believe that. Like, I... I he's Yeah, because he's like the, thing, the thing with him in Infinity War, and even if you... Which should be the same with this, even though it's an alternate timeline, is that his, his motivations and his drive are exactly the same. You know, there's a finite amount of resources and an overpopulation across the universe that he wants to snap in half. Yeah. And like he's motivated by that um, because he thinks that's the right choice. But you don't see that in this one. It's just like he discovers what they're trying to do and then it's like evil Thanos straight away. And you lose, yeah, you lose that kind of complexity and layers of yeah. his motivation because then it just, it, it seems like it's constantly emphasized that it's like, well, his, his decision, his power is inevitable like that's the line he keeps yeah. saying and yeah. it's like I'm it becomes about that and it's yeah like i'm inevitable. very it's smug like, and i'm like i didn't get that from him in infinity yeah War. and well, you know essentially so- it's the same person same character so despite it being in an alternate timeline and him finding this out i feel like you wouldn't lose mm-hmm. those complexities I, that was so interesting i mean i guess because he finds out in guardians volume one he finds out so early in his journey of even looking for infinity stones that's the first one really he's looking for Mm -hmm. in guardians that he immediately like i understand why he would be smug because he immediately is you know being told you succeed and then he's just like living in this surge of power and sees himself deliver this line of i am inevitable and he's like fuck yeah yeah no i agree it's just not what i find interesting about him and no i agree too i find him but i can understand why no, I can understand why, but I would just rather... My problem with it is like they do such a good job of going, oh, and they have, you have to imagine how far ahead they plan all this stuff and have to write all this stuff. They, have to, they don't know what the reception is going to be to Infinity War. They shot these back to back mostly. Mm-hmm. So like they have to like fucking, okay, this is how people might feel about this. How are we going to want to defy their expectations after that? And they do that so well in that first hour, going, it's not going to be about that. It's not about Thanos. And maybe they didn't know that people were going to be that angry, but people wanted to fight with Thanos. I did not. People want yeah. to see Thanos beaten. I don't need to see him beaten. He's already won. And that's the important thing is to accept, you know, the first Infinity War, I love about it, it's about failing. And it's about realizing you're going to fail sometimes. And then Endgame should be about, okay, how do you continue from that point? And the beginning of it is like that. But then what it becomes about is, oh, we can go back in time. And we can actually stop him. Like, you know, we have another run in with him. And this time we get to fucking beat him into the ground. Yeah. And it still comes back to that thing of you have to physically beat up the villain. And it's like, I was so happy that it, that didn't matter. And that we could have something else, you know, because we're using time and using like, oh, we can't fuck up the time structure of things. That's its own villain. You know, you could have them going back in time and just, you know, and even like cameos from previous villains or whatever. And sadly, most of them suck in <laughs> the previous episode. <laughs> But just something where it's like, it doesn't need to be about one evil. It's yeah, about yeah. a universal complexity that means you've got a different challenge. Because like, really, it's just about a challenge to overcome. And the easiest way for scripts to be about a challenge to overcome is can this good guy beat up this bad guy? And it's the most boring thing, to be honest. And yeah. most comic films are about that, sadly. But all you need is a challenge. And they have a challenge in this movie. Ocean's Eleven, awesome movie. That's a heist film. There's not a baddie to beat up. There's a baddie in that. But he's also interesting. Yeah. You know? And it's just about can they complete their challenge and get away with what they're trying to do? That's the fucking thing they should be overcoming. And I want that to be here in this film more rather than we still need to give the audience Thanos to beat up. And people loved it. When Thanos dies at the end of this, people lost their mind in the cinema. And I want to be like, boo. They lost their minds the first time he died too. 
Huh? They lost their lines the first time. They did, but did in the too. right way. Right. You know, in and the like, oh, Thor shit, we thought we were here for a three-hour opus of we're going to wait to see Thanos die. Yeah. And then you just told us that's not what this we're talking about anymore. But then they're like, oh, but we kind of are. <laughs> and that just pissed me off a bit. Um, so, like, my big two problems in the movie are that, bringing Thanos back in and changing his dynamic. Mm-hmm. And, honestly, just what a joke Thor is for the whole movie. Where in really great scenes, honestly, kind of ruins them for me. And that was very upsetting. And I just had to, like, learn to, okay, don't look at him. <laughs> just try not yeah, to concentrate right. on him and appreciate what Chris Evans is doing in this scene or whatever, you know? Yeah. Because um, Chris Evans is fucking great. He's so, honestly, I love Team him. Cap. All the way. I love him. And, got, like, you were saying it before we went in because we watched Winter Soldier. That day? Day before? That day? Day before. Day before. Day before. You really need to see Winter Soldier before you see this movie. There are so many callbacks to Winter Soldier. It's crazy. Yeah. Did you like when he say says, um, I am America's ass? Uh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's like, he's funny. Like, there's good funny yeah. lines in here without it being too stupid. Um, yeah, I love the, like, they even have, like, on the left, like, at the end when they're coming in and you just hit his on the yeah. left. And there's, like, there's so many little things, which is from, like, when Soldier and then obviously the lift, like, the elevator scene. Yeah. Which is love awesome. That. I love that I can do this all. All what is it? I yeah, can I can do, do this all day. Which is like constantly. Yeah, that's just <laughs> fucking great. And like, like the Hell Hydra, which was a big moment in the comics, where recently yeah. Captain America was turned out he was a Hydra soldier all along, and all this bullshit. So that's them sort of nodding to that. When he grabs a hammer at the end, that's such a great moment. Mm-hmm. Like it's so cool. I don't normally like it when you get the big CGI sort of big thing that happens, but that's fucking cool. And he's using his shield in tandem with it. That oh. was fucking awesome. That- His shield was already destroyed at that point, right? Was it already like cut in half? Or was it Maybe, leading I forget what order. So it was like, peace, yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, yeah, it's hard to break down this film. I mean, there's bits that thought wasn't so distracting for me. Um, and, and like I said, I enjoyed the balance of humor in this. Maybe it did push it a bit further and I felt like, the Thor stuff was a response to to Ragnarok and what people liked from that and kind of trying to push the envelope further with that. But he just finally sorted out his hair in Ragnarok. That's partly why I know, he was in he Ragnarok. So, he looked so cool in Ragnarok and I think they found the balance of... Like he was... The thing with Ragnarok, he wasn't the goofy one. Yeah. He no. wasn't the joke. No. He was Thor yeah. in the wackiness. And exactly. then it was like flipped here. So maybe well, I would feel different when I can see it quietly, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, um, for me, the, the issue with this film was, yeah, I loved the first, the, the, the tone I thought was just, I loved the pace and that it was slow and we were really see, seeing the, the aftermath of these events and people trying to move on. That was the cool thing of like, how do we figure it out? How, without like trying to be heroes about it, but like, how do we move on with life? How does life continue with this situation we're in? Yeah. Um, but then when I think of the film as a whole, it does narratively for me get a little messy compared to Infinity War. I think oh, sure. I think with the time travel stuff, they were very much... I mean, I appreciated that they would get a little bit expositional with it, but then all of a sudden, there would always be a line of just like, look, it doesn't work how you think it works, but it, it works. Mm-hmm. And they would kind of throw it away like that, or no, they, they yeah, would just no, reference time travels, and it's like, okay, none of this makes sense. Like, particularly the end bit with Cap, really fucked yeah, up. Yeah, but whatever. Yeah, like none of it makes sense, and therefore narratively is quite quite messy. But at the same time, 
I felt very accepting and forgiving of that just because yeah. they're like, cool, if it, it's not what you th- how it works, you think it works, but it's going to work. I was like, cool, okay, I'm going to go with it. <laughs> yeah. Um, and yeah, in the end for me, I had a moment, you know, where I was like, oh, there's so many things have surprised me in this film. Surely structurally, they're not going to throw into the Marvel big CGI battle. Maybe they will do something different here. Mm-hmm. You know, at least with Infinity War, they had that, yeah, that moment in the forest where they were with Thanos and it was like, I mean, within the big CGI battle, they mm-hmm. did have that contained moment just before everyone disappears. And and the bit where Thanos is sitting there in this film waiting for um, Nebula to bring back the the stones Um and, and and Thor and Captain America and Iron Man approach him, I thought, oh, great. This is going to be... We're just going to see something very contained yeah, more and more intimate and it's gonna be, that's going to be the final confrontation and we're probably going to lose Stark here or maybe Captain America. Like, we're going we're gonna to yeah, lose yeah, someone, yeah. but it's going to be about those characters. No, um, it's about 2,000 characters. Yeah, and then it becomes <laughs> massive and I was like, oh, that... I mean, I love, don't get me wrong, I loved it. And I loved when all the Avengers came back and yeah, yeah when man. he gets a hammer and then he he's like, Avengers assemble. And it's like, everyone's there. I fucking love it. And I love just thinking back, I can't wait to see that again. But at the same time, like... Thematically, it's not yeah, what you wanted. Yeah. Like, I, I had, like, I was brought into this moment of just like, oh, great. It's going to be this contained, intimate thing. Yeah. Um, no, but I mean, I'm, I agree with you because I don't like that stuff, but that, it is testament to how exciting they make it. Like when you see that shot yeah. and everyone seems to have been destroyed and uh, you're actually thinking, oh, Thanos still going to win. Because I was like, this is going to be amazing. The only way I like to bring back Thanos is he's still going to win. And yeah. him saying it's inevitable is, no, it is inevitable. This has to happen. And they'll find some other way to be happy in a different, you know, like have a positive sort of way to move forward. Um, and then like, yeah, he's like, Thanos is there with all of his army coming in and there's just steve rogers standing there in like silhouette and it looks fucking amazing yeah and then all the portals yeah then you hit on your left and all the portals start opening and everyone comes through yeah and when he gets to say that line for the first real yeah. time like avengers assemble but through gritted teeth it's like you, that's a fucking incredible moment yeah like it feels so good it really does and it's just it, it mayhem <laughs> like the <laughs> lo- like figuring that out i don't know how you do it it's absolute insanity the stuff that happens after that point um but I agree with you. I would prefer. I always would prefer something smaller. Mm-hmm. But they do know how to do spectacle, and I've never seen anything that really replicates on a screen how it feels when you read one of those comic crossovers. Like that feels like Secret Wars or whatever in the yeah. comics, which is like this is insane. There are hundreds of characters. They're doing crazy comic book things, and those things we used to like. Well, they could never turn this one into a movie, and they fucking have. Yeah, like that shows you can do all of it and make it incredibly exhilarating. Whether that's what you want from a movie, that's different. And then what that sets up for everything else. That's my concern. It's like, where do you go from that? Because mm-hmm. what it proves, and I've seen some people criticizing that. of like, great, this movie proves that we just need to spend like a billion dollars to make Every two movies. Time. And put in, like, in order to open how this movie opens, we need now, what is it, like 62 huge actors in the yeah, movie? Yeah. Like, just the, every actor you could imagine to open a movie like this, like how big and how and not speak ill of the chinese market but the chinese market dictates transformers movies and this is ostensibly a transformers movie just with heart yeah and it's like yeah i don't really want that to be the format for big blockbusters going forward um so i don't know if you guys saw chris pat posted on his instagram recently um i, I guess a video that he shot when they were shooting so they're on the soundstage for that last scene. Right. Oh, yeah. And yeah, he's like, that. this is super illegal right now. I shouldn't be doing this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's filming everyone. And they're 
like yeah it's fucking crazy, it's crazy isn't it? just everyone all lined up like some of them already in makeup just kind of and some stunt doubles were in there stunt well, doubles yeah. Funny, yeah and just like going through stuff and then he gets to the guy i forgot the character's name the guy from guardians who is um drax no he was um oh what's his name what's the blue guy's name Oh, Michael Rooker's role? Yondu. Yeah. Yondu, yeah. Well Yondu's like second in command. Right. Um, that actor. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah know like, I mean. So Chris Pratt's going around the room. Chris Evans like runs up to him. He's like, you shouldn't be doing that. Blah, blah, blah. Goes around there and he gets onto that guy who Yondu's second. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he's like, I'm pretty sure I'm the most famous person. Here. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, just the scale of it. Insane. Absolutely insane. And I think for me, reflecting on this film... Yeah, just like what an incredible... When you look at the 22 films up until this point, um, what an incredible achievement Like to have this sort of like arc go through these 22 films and to have it end at this point. It's like... Again, not build to do this? the DC Marvel battle because you can prefer the DC movies. Like you absolutely can. Like you can prefer them just through enjoy, subjective enjoyability. And even from objectiveness in terms of how they're made, like stylistically, yeah. whatever you want. Um, again, I, on paper, prefer more of the stuff that DC tries to do normally, which is more austere and more serious, you know. But not just, yeah, like what you're saying, 11 years, 22 whatever movies, and to be able to make it, other than a little blip here now, like Ragnarok definitely sticks out as this is a different time. Mm. <laughs> but it all fits yeah like that it all fits and even if you hate most of them or even if you hate all of them you have to appreciate that level of skill in and i've heard some horror stories recently about what it's really like working for marvel and doing that stuff and it sounds okay maybe who knows whether it's worth the things people have to do to be a part of that um but it's incredible that they can create that structure and follow through yeah and have a coherent yeah 11 year arc it's crazy. It like really from that first, crazy. well, nearly like, yeah, but from that first, like first Avenger, I guess, the first time we see Infinity Stone and then it'd be here. It's amazing. And it's like, you know, yeah, you look at the DC films and, and what they're trying to do with those. And even with the new Star Wars films, you know, it's, yeah. it's an impossible task to the, kind of build these universes and to have this sort of continuing thing. Well, the thing is, I know with Star I'm very excited for Star Wars 9. I could enjoy it more because they're more physical in weird ways. You mm-hmm. know, it's more sets. I, can en- I might enjoy it more than Endgame. However, I know it's not going to defy many of my expectations. Yeah, like, yeah. I know what to expect from a J.J. Abrams Star Wars movie. Mm-hmm. Maybe I'm wrong, but I think I do. Um, so like I watched that trailer and I haven't got that excited about it so I was trailer because like yeah I know it's Star Wars I'm going to love it yeah, have yeah. a great time whereas with this it's like I had no fucking clue going in I hope they do all this stuff and they did do all that stuff and some other stuff um, like not that many people die let's be clear like there are a lot of bets on people dying really it's Black Widow yep who's got a standalone movie so I don't know what's happening there prequel yep. or they're just lying and there is no standalone movie that was one of the very weird questions in the interview I watched with them Jimmy Kimmel had asked Scarlett Johansson when her solo movie was coming out. And instead of just being like, oh, I don't know, we'll see, or oh, I can't say anything, she was just like really quiet and making faces and shrugging her shoulder. And I was like, this So maybe it was so a lie. I was just putting people it off the scent. Um, uh, sorry, Tony Stark obviously yep. dies. He had gone. to die. Um, and I thought it did that well. Um, we have the weird funeral at the end where we get to see this kid who everyone's like, who the fuck is this kid? <laughs> Alex got it first in our group. Iron Man 3 kid. Yeah. And it's the actual same guy, apparently. Yeah. The film that I 
should probably watch again. You should watch again. It's only uh, to be fair. It's just the middle chunk. I think is brilliant. Um, I I I actually liked Robert Downey Jr.'s performance in this film. You, know, you did. Yeah. 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 I like his performance in all of it. I think he is like I don't. I think it's abhorrent that you could take that much money when no one else is getting anywhere near that. But I think his performance is always great. Yeah. He's a very enjoyable, charismatic performer. Yeah. <laughs> you disagree? No. No. I. I, I don't know. I liked him in this one. <laughs> <laughs> I really liked him. He dies. Gamora dies. Gamora dies. Yeah. That's some Again. weird time stuff, which I don't understand. Where they're like, we can't bring back Black Widow because when you sacrifice yourself, you can't bring back those people. But then they're definitely dangling at the end that Gamora is still out there and that they're going to look for her, mm. which is weird. Oh, Are we? Yeah. So does that mean Thor's going to be in the third? Are Guardians? we going to get the As Guardians of the Galaxy? Is that what Guardians of the Galaxy yeah. Volume Three is? Because that's honestly, there's a comic book called As Guardians of the Galaxy. Because I um, mean, he needed to pick up Cork. They need that fucking Cork back in that boat somewhere. Because It'll be very upset. Look, I can I can appreciate the Quill Thor dynamic, but in small doses. I couldn't yeah. imagine yeah. a whole a film whole movie of, that. of them. Because it was doing... funny. It was funny in Infinity War that first meeting. Yep. And then like Quill trying to sort of shadow him and and <laughs> David Coffey's act. Great, brilliant yep. little scene. Yep. And you know, at the end of this, it was it was funny enough. But then my mind was thinking. If it's going to be like that kind of banter for a whole film, like, no. Where and and that place now without Gamora, it's just run by nightmare. It's a nightmare. That that ship's <laughs> crazy. Like yeah. no one's no one's really got their shit together there. Mm. Um, but that'll be interesting to see what's going on there. Uh, Far from home, the next Spidey. If that takes place after this, for sure. Or and they just seem to have cut out the grieving stuff from the trailer, maybe. Or maybe it's actually taking place before this. Who knows? We'll find out with that. There's a whole weird thing everyone's getting into with the five-year gap and who was actually dusted and who wasn't and, like, people at your school, his school would then actually be five years older and, like, just this whole nightmare. Yeah, that was funny. Like, when he got back and his friend was there. Mm -hmm. I was like, did his friend just not graduate in those five years? No, we don't know. He might have been dusted. Like, we don't get any clarification from it. It's very... Who knows? Who else died? No, not many people, to be honest. That's it, isn't it? Yeah, the displaced... So, I mean, we have to talk about the displaced cap. Cap is done... Um, for now, maybe forever. Passes on the shield to Pelican, as we call him. It's not going to work. Um, he's got no powers. We no, spoke that, about that's this. The, yeah, he has no super serum. So it's like, sure, you, he's just a dude who had a wingsuit and he was yep. good at the wingsuit. Now he's got a shield. That's it. It's <laughs> like, you're not. And I'm all for passing on Cap. I think that's great. I think it's very cool that they did a progressive. Like, there was quite a lot of moving into different culture in this. Yeah. Everyone's made either a good or a bad thing about the fact that. There was like an openly gay character. However, he wasn't a lead character. He doesn't even have a Who name. Who's the openly gay character? The guy in the opening bit where Cap is talking. They're all talking about getting oh, into the yeah, grief. Yeah. He's like, oh, I went on a date with another man. Yeah, yeah. That's a big moment. That hasn't mm. been in a Marvel movie yet. Yeah. However, he doesn't even have a name. This guy, like, he's yeah, just yeah. a side character. So some people are like, calm down. This isn't a big moment. Like, yeah. we need a character who comes out as gay. Um, and Captain Marvel's like borderline. They're definitely yeah, trying to be. Shannon was like, yeah, we get it. She likes girls. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, but it's funny like how they. You did the haircut thing mm-hmm. with Captain Marvel. It was like, like, yeah, okay. And I heard some people point out as well. It's like, because she can be gay and doesn't have and to have like feminine. a feminine. Yeah, because <laughs> she she's been because she's like, been away. Let's chop her hair off so yeah. people know. Because when she leaves Captain Marvel, the movie there's like twenty five years or something until until the end of Infinity War kind of thing. And they meet up with her to go and kill Thanos. Hasn't done anything with the hair. Five years later, complete new look. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's like it's just weird. How they, yeah, whatever. Um, yeah, I mean, other than the time travel nonsense that kind of doesn't work with the cap thing, 
and it was, they've done well with that aging makeup as well as the youth makeup. I kept saying to, but, to Bethany, I was like, the uh, young CGI is definitely in fashion right now. Oh, yeah. Seems to be in everything. <laughs> I was German- watching Guardians 2 the other day with Kurt Russell. Well, they just and been- then uh, Michael Douglas in this. They've just um, been testing it out. Like, they've been Samuel testing it out for Jackson. quite a while to get it right yeah. for these movies. I mean, they look it looks amazing. It's like Captain Marvel is impeccable. Yeah. It is. And but I've never seen them do the old version of it, which they do here with Chris Evans and they do it really well. Yeah. It's still yeah, there's too practical makeup though. I think you? it was a mixture of both. There's definitely CGI there for sure yeah. as well. Um He looked like Joe Biden. <laughs> <laughs> and, kind of, and he changed yeah, his voice of. a little bit too. And they he do. was just like they do. So yeah. Um, yeah, I mean honestly that made me really happy. I like that. I like that they did that and removed him in that way. Even though, yeah, the problems it might cause because he's very selfish then and it means he wasn't capped for all those decades and the things, the bad things that have like happened from, when does he go back to? Because he goes to the 70s actually, doesn't he? Mm, yeah. Okay, so it's just all the stuff from the MCU time forward, I guess. Yeah, because he had to go back in to the 70s to drop off the... She looked no, very good for no, the 70s, but then, No, the but then when they showed, they cut to that footage of them dancing in the house, a car goes past, which is like very clearly from the 50s. So he goes back further, does he then? I okay. guess so. Okay. Because that when when he sees her, that's in the 70s for yeah. sure. And she they don't do any aging makeup no. to her, which was weird because I was like, she looked like this in the 40s. Yeah. <laughs> that, I remember watching that and having that moment where I suddenly got confused at the timeline. I was yeah. like, no, he's in the 70s. Um, and that's how we'll leave this podcast. <laughs> oh, no. Huh. Um... I mean, we could talk for ages about it, and we will. Like, we'll get into it. I just wanted to get some of our first feelings down. Hulk. We haven't talked about Hulk. Oh, I, I think the it's best the best Hulk. he's ever looked. They yeah. finally brought his green down, so he had like a nice yes, in-between color. Lime. Which it should always be now. I feel the logic behind I mean, that. You is don't like the human. Ang Lee fluoro green uh, Hulk? Too green. I don't like any of the greens. I think I he's like a nice shape. Yeah, his character's great, and he was a right side of funny. He was great in this, because I really didn't enjoy his performance in Infinity War. No, he's one of the worst things in yeah. Infinity War. Um, and yeah, here the tone was just, yeah, he played, yeah, the, I think the right side of funny is a way of uh, describing it. I wanted to see him like once get angry just to show, he oh, he can still, not as powerful maybe, but he is still something, you know, mm-hmm. so he plays it a little bit both sides. Mm. But no, it was great. And that's like the scene in the diner when all the kids want to take photos of him. It was really cool. <laughs> yeah. And, like, um, yeah, and I liked Ant-Man's place in this as well. I actually thought he was pretty great in it. Um, Paul Rudd seemed to have more purpose in this dynamic. Yeah, and I like that with Ant-Man and, I guess, Paul Rudd's performance, they they keep him as the sort of fish out of water. Or not fish out of water, but he, like, he's like the odd one out. He's yeah. always the odd one out. And I like that. And like that he kind of also feels that, that he's just like, yeah. what's he doing here with all these superheroes? And Hulk gives him the taco, which is really awesome. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was <laughs> lovely. No, oh, there were nice little moments like that. And we haven't talked about Spidey. I was just happy. Like, it's Spidey. Whatever. Mm-hmm. He just is Spidey for a little bit. He's not in it that much, to be honest. I did love the Doctor Strange at the end, where he literally just holds up his finger to Tony to be like, this was the one. Yeah. This was the puff. And then you know, okay, it's going to be all right. Yeah. Like, I thought that was cool. Um, yeah, I, I kind of like, you know, it could have looked really silly. I think it only looked partly silly. I like when the Paltrow doing something, as she did a little bit at the end of Iron Man 3, and it's kind of cool to see her as a lady in her like whatever mid 40s now or late 40s even mm-hmm. like doing doing some action yeah it looked cool um i did and i i'm i i'm gonna quote someone because i'm a guy so i'm not allowed to say things so, go i ahead. think i know what you're gonna talk you about know, i had this conversation with about. bethany i'm gonna quote someone um 
who's a, I'm not going to name her because that's not fair, but a female critic online who said, one more stray, I think she's a critic, anyway, but anyway, a female online, it doesn't matter if she's a critic or not. One more stray thought I didn't get into in my piece, but the women Avengers got this, uh, we got this scene in Endgame was one of the most embarrassing things I've ever seen in a movie. Um, and I agree. <laughs> like, this is the kind of, for me, the kind of fake feminism that is actually yep. more harmful than good. It's not, it, it's irrelevant. Like, they're doing cool things. We know women are great. You're showing women being great. Do more of that. Show them as strong, interesting characters. Yeah. You don't need to literally have, oh, we all bandy together. Because then it becomes a separation issue. And it's not. Well, it, they had it that in Infinity War too, where it was like, just the girls were fighting Oh, yeah, that drove me crazy. Of, like, Girl, only mixing. girls can fight girls. It's like, wait, they, hey, these are yeah. superheroes. They, for starters, anyone yeah. can do anything. Also, it's Captain Marvel. Like, she could get the glove across. Well, yeah, and she's doing fine. She didn't need any She didn't like, need support. a single person. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I was having this conversation with Bethany, and, um, and she was like, yeah, but, you know, they, they pose. Um, they always have the, the superhero pose, like, in all the films where they all gather and they pose in, like, that sort of tableau. I was like, yeah, I know, I completely get that. She's like, it looked cool. I was like, yeah. But for me, my, like, the thing, the cynical side of me is like, it's so on the nose mm-hmm. that it's like, yeah, I'm looking at it cynically as like, oh, it's a studio decision because, because, um, you know, culturally and societally, these shifts and changes are happening right now. So we want to be on board with this message. Sure. So, like, here's our stamp. But it seems so forced and so deliberate and so, like, yeah. Sure. That yeah. it doesn't feel sincere. But I, sincere. even if it was sincere, it doesn't like the messaging. I think is bad. I actually think it's negative messaging. I do. Like I think if you're doing that stuff, you just write better character. You don't like the laziest way to say, "Oh, females are great." Is let's have them stand together and say, "We're great." Yeah, and we're and only standing with anyway. each other. It's like just do your thing. Yeah, like, just write interesting characters doing great things. Yeah, have men helping women. Have women helping men. Have different ages, different races. It doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, like yeah. just do you know write people well. Yeah. You don't need to show that. No, we're in this together. It's like there are literally hundreds of thousands, like there's so many people there you're all in it together mm. and that's the beauty and that's part of the messaging that i thought we we're going to get to was uh, and it kind of keys in i don't want to spoil anything with game of thrones not for you guys because you don't care but with listeners in case they haven't seen for whatever reason episode three of the last season but there's a certain messaging that was like coming the whole time and i thought that, that was going to be a great thing about game of thrones was everyone's worried about the interpolitics and all of this shit um and actually there's something bigger than that that's happening and everyone should really just be together in things and yeah. working together and i feel there's a similar thing with infinity war and endgame where it's like there's this bigger issue and everyone has to like learn to work together you know um and by doing that scene there it was just I mean, sure they are working together and then suddenly there's just a token yeah little oh but also just the girls yeah you know and it's like can you imagine that scene? If it was, I mean, there are too many boys. I hundred percent. Like Marvel should have got on board with that way earlier. Yes, they've got a lot of good female characters. It felt also desperate to me as a kind of like, oh, DC got in earlier with Wonder Woman and stuff. Yeah, we did. Our, we came in way late with Captain Marvel in the context of how many films we've made. Um, and this was like, but look, we also have all these other cool female characters. I'm like, yeah, we know. Just they make their films. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. But anyway, we'll see. Maybe maybe Phase Four. It's all going to be female films. We don't know. Uh, we don't know so i guess that's the last question before we head out what do you want from a phase four because apparently they keep pushing it back apparently far from home is the end of phase three they said that this was but now they're saying far from home it's like yeah technically the end which means so phase one you had six films phase two you had six films phase three 
has been 11 films. What do you want to move into? Um, I mean, as far as the bigger picture goes, I, I don't think I know enough of the like Marvel comic book universe narratively to to say like, oh, I wanted to go in this direction or follow this narrative arc. You want Young Avengers? I don't want Young Avengers. <laughs> I'd like to see Wolverine in this MCU or mm-hmm. some of the X-Men. Not any of the X-Men from the current crop of X-Men film, but like a reimagining of that. Yeah. Bring back the Silver Surfer. Oh, the Silver Surfer. I would love that. I have heard rumors it's going to get more spacey, which I don't really like the spacey stuff. I like the separation. Mm. So I hope that's not true. Um, but yeah, I do. I also heard some people going, where do you go now? You've lost Iron Man. You've lost Cap. Though the big draws. Yeah. Maybe Thor will still do summer here and there, but who knows? But yeah, you're forgetting they just like it's not a coincidence that Disney just put Fox. Yeah. Like they are they've been definitely trying to get that going in time for phase four so that they can start integrating. Alright, now we've got Fantastic Four, now we've got X Men. It's also not a coincidence that Netflix cancelled every single Marvel show. We saw Jarvis, which people lost their mind for, the first character from a Marvel TV show come into the Marvel universe here yeah, mm-hmm. for a brief scene. Are we going to get a Daredevil at some point? That would be fucking cool. You know, all these other things. Um, that would be awesome. Daredevil film. Um, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Um, yeah, I mean, already on the cards, though, we've got like a Black Panther sequel. Surely the f- there'll be a Captain Marvel sequel. Yeah, for sure. Uh, Guardians 3. is back on. Um, Spidey's about to come out. Yeah. And then a lot, there's been a lot which they've dangled and then taken away. Because then, then also I was slide. reading like some talk about um, what's the like organic AI of the Kree. Oh, yeah. It's played by um, Annette Benning in Captain Marvel. Yeah. Like that being a potential narrative thread for the next big. Well, yeah, Universal that's because I was expecting an end game of like, okay, they're going to set up what the next thing is or the mm. next huge thing that's, you know, is bigger than Thanos. Uh, I love that they didn't finish that and they didn't do any end credit stuff. I love that. Although like a lot of the sort of, it felt like there were a lot of end credit scenes tacked onto the end of this film. Do you know what I mean? Like just to kind of wrap up those, those loose ends. But, but it was great that they didn't then do one to kind of set up the next phase. For sure. Uh, If you stay to the end, which we did, but it was so loud, you couldn't really hear it. But yeah, there's the tinging of Iron Man's armor and that's it. There's like someone like, you know, like that first sound he did uh, in the right. cave of the ding, ding. And people are like going, is that just a callback to how they started as like a tip of the hat to we finish this journey now? Or is it something of note as a different like Iron Man coming still to like continue that yeah. sort of pedigree? But Either way, who knows? Um, there's still an opportunity for me to be in this next phase. So <laughs> true. keep your eyes and ears peeled. Alison, anything you want to say for you? Um, I haven't, I mean, I have nothing informed that i could come up with for what would be next because i haven't even seen all of the first three i do worry i love guardians so much but i do worry that with this third one it's just like there's nowhere to go but goofier and i think that's gonna suck um so that worries me i don't know any of the other characters that could potentially come in I've seen one X-Men movie and it was a very confusing one to see. It's where they all travel back in time. And I was like, I don't know (laughs) who any of these people are. Um, But yeah, I like seeing the crossovers just because it makes me like seeing even before Infinity War, watching the few films that I did watch before that made me want to go back and watch more MCU films, which is exciting and fun. Yeah. Um, 
So I'm looking forward to that aspect as they bring in more characters that I can then go back and watch different worlds and understand how they come together. Excellent. Excellent. I just don't want the Fox X-Men. No, we'll get new X-Men. Because that would just be a mess if they like try yeah, to no, if they're trying to make they won't. They won't. They're smart enough. Think about what they did with Spidey. Yeah, that's true. They'll start on you. Um, yeah, I think we're all on sort of similar pages with stuff um, in terms of whether I, I think the painful truth for me is the first hour of this. I prefer to any MCU movie mm-hmm. as an overall package. I need to see it again, but I think I prefer Infinity War um, just for the overall package, you know, yep. of it. Even though this had maybe some higher moments i don't know i don't know i need to say it again but very good well done very good job marvel and honestly just sad now because i'm like what do you look for do you like that was such a that's that big there's that much yeah. of a tentpole but it's definitely you know things are going to be scrubbed a little clean and we have to start again and like yeah just the the sort of pop culture impact this has exactly. had you know for people that not, aren't necessarily either comic book fans or fans of these films, but are just so uh, tuned into this film and Infinity War and then the kind of build up narratively, yep. even if they haven't seen all of them. It's incredible. Yeah. It is incredible achievement. No, it really is. I think, I think it's incredible. And they made over a billion worldwide within the first weekend, which yeah. is insane. So where do you go from now? Where do they go indeed? We will find out and we will talk about it some point sure we'll talk about this again when um, we see it again we will you can yeah. hear us on friday talking about urban legend look forward to that me alex and christina tackling that classic Woo-hoo. um yeah please do go to weirdgeeks.com and subscribe and rate us it helps us out a whole bunch um we will be back yeah on friday and when we'll do this one i don't know 100 episode 111 nobody knows another end game nobody knows yeah it could be when will it end we'll yeah. call this one pre-game Call the second one endgame. All right. And we're out. Geeks. 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 (laughs) Ah, another sip of that root beer. Delicious. (laughs) We're not sponsored. Let's go watch Homecoming. Hey, Homecoming's not, I mean, root beer's not a brand. I can be sponsored by root beer. That's fair. (laughs)